Amen. I want to preach to you today back to the message that God laid on my heart uh, uh, Sunday before last, and that's that link that links you to God. Link up with God. You need to be uh, in touch with him and a part of his kingdom. Revelations, the 17th chapter and the 14th verse, the Bible said, These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. Thank God. Amen. That's, and he describes further who he's talking about, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. John here is referring, of course, to Rome, which was a symbol of all the evil that's in this world. It's a symbol of evil men, evil nation, and that that would come against Jesus Christ. He said he's going to make war with the Lamb, but we know who's going to be the victorious one. The Lamb shall overcome them. For he is the Lord of lords, and he's still the King of kings. And they that are with him are called, chosen, and faithful. There are people that are linked up and connected with God. The reason you're linked with him today is because he called you, he has chosen you, and then you made the decision to be faithful to God. Everybody say faithful. Why don't we say those three words together? Everybody say called. Everybody say chosen. And then faithful. Amen. That's the people that will be with the Lord, those that are called, chosen, and faithful. Jesus said, no man come to me except the Father, which has sent me, draw him. Amen. For, and I will raise him up at the last day. No man's going to come to me except, first of all, he is drawn of God. Thank God. That is the reason today. Don't take it light today that you're in this house. You may say, Brother Holmes, I'm not a member of this church. I don't even agree with what you're saying or, or what you're preaching. But I want to tell you one thing, whether you agree or not, you have been drawn to this house. It's not an accident that you're in the house of God today. Amen. To hear the word of the Lord. Thank God for that drawing power of the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We want to link up with God. Amen. If you will choose, make that choice today to link up with God, I can tell you uh, this, you will not be a part of this world. James said it four and four, the adulterers and the adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity. It's, it's against God. It's enmity with God. Just a mutual hate. That's what this means for each other. Listen to this now. Do I still have your attention? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. We know this one thing. When you decide to link up with God, 
Somebody said, how are they saved and how do you find God? And how do we know somebody has found God? Well, part of the evidence and the fruit of it is when they link up with God, you automatically become an enemy to this, everybody say, world. That's an important thing for every child of God to get down in their spirit and way down in their heart. You need to understand that because many times in the world, they're always so-called Christians is always trying to fit in and be a part of this world. They want to live like the world and walk like the world and, and have fellowship with the world. Remember what the scripture said. The scripture said that these are against one another, enmity with God. The, that's what the world is. The world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world. Listen, folks, everybody knows this. Amen. This is not a Pentecostal Bible. This hadn't, been, this hadn't been wrote by some man that just decided he was going to start a new religion and a philosophy. Don't blame me for what I'm preaching because I'm going to preach to you right out of this Bible. I'm going to give you a number of scriptures today. So it's not A.L. Holmes' philosophy, Joel Holmes, or anybody else. It is the Word of God. So if you get upset, you just go ahead and shake your fist at God and say, I don't like God. Amen. It's not that you don't like this church. You don't like what it represents. And if we're representing only the Word of God, then you've got a big, big problem. Right? Everybody say right. Sure, it's right. Because I'm reading directly to you out of what? The Bible. So that takes me out of the picture. It takes Pentecost. It takes whoever's been here before out of the picture. And he said, whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is just simply an enemy to God. So we know this. If you're truly a Christian, that makes a break between you and this world. Amen. We know that without a doubt. Another thing that God told us he told us not to make no covenant with this world. Don't link up to this world. And I'm going to give you several foundation scriptures to this point. Listen to them today. Exodus 23 and 32. Thou shalt make no covenant with them, nor with their, and it's a little g, and it's got an S on the end of that, gods. Don't make no covenant with them. Take heed to thyself, lest thou make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land whither thou goest, lest it be for a snare in the midst of thee. Lest thou make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, and they go a-whoring after their gods, and do sacrifice unto their gods. And one called thee, and thou shalt eat of his sacrifice. And when the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee, thou shalt smite them and utterly destroy them, and thou shalt make no covenant with them, nor show mercy unto them. Hey, what, what, why have I read all these scriptures? Is to tell you this, if you're going to plug up with God and link up with God, you've got to understand you're unplugging from this world. 
When you pull the plug on this world, you can put the plug in with God. Because God said it's two different worlds. Amen. And if, you, if, you, if you're a friend of this world, that makes you automatically an enemy with God. And if you want to be an enemy, you're going to become an enemy to this world if you become a friend to the Lord. Everybody clap your hands. Oh, yes, God. Help us in this house today, God, to get this concept in our mind, to establish this thought deep into our heart. And that is the reason that we should not seek for the approval of the world. We don't need their nod. We don't need their approval. We don't need their little pat on the back. We don't need them to tell us we're doing good or doing bad or anything else because we're not a friend to this world. Amen. We want to be a friend to God. Thank God for it. And we do not want to have a covenant with this world or to be connected. Now, to father, to establish this point that I'm making, listen to the scriptures in Hebrews, the 11th chapter, and the 13th verse. The Bible said, all these all died in the faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed. Everybody say persuaded. Come on, say it with me again. Everybody say embraced. Everybody say confessed. You need to be fully persuaded in your mind. You need to embrace this with all of your heart. And then you need to go ahead and talk it out your mouth. Amen. You need to, hallelujah, be persuaded. Fully persuaded in my mind, what? And fully have embraced this, and I have confessed it to the world. What did they do? That they were strangers and pilgrims in the earth. That's what the people of God are. Friend, this is not our home. Don't get adjusted to this world. This is not our inhabitant. This is not where we belong. We do not belong in this world. We are connected with a, another world. We are headed to a other world and another world. Hallelujah and thank God for it. He said this is what our forefathers, everybody say forefathers, you know who he is talking about, don't you? He was talking about Abel. He was talking about Abraham. He was talking about Joseph. He was talking about all these great men of faith. He said all these great men that died in the faith, they didn't get the Holy Ghost, but they seen the Holy Ghost coming afar off. And even though they didn't get it, they went ahead and they were persuaded, they embraced it, and they confessed, and they understood, hey, Amen. Abraham, you don't fit here. You're a stranger and you're a pilgrim and you're just passing through. You're headed. Amen. You know who's got this world, don't you? You know who the God of this world is. The Bible said the God of this world is who? Everybody say Satan. 
Amen. That is the, this world is corrupted. This world is messed up. Amen. We're here to just get ready to go to another world and to walk on the streets of gold. Amen. And forever be in the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Would you just lift up your hands and thank God for that hope? Oh, yes, God. Yes, God. I believe you with all of my heart today. Now listen to this. He said, for they, I'm still reading out of Hebrews, for they that say such things declare plainly, they, they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of the country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to return. I'm going to tell you, if you get too mindful about this world, you know what's going to happen to you? You're going to have a whole lot of opportunities to turn around and say, I think I'll just go back. But you know the reason they didn't go back is because they were not even mindful. You, you know what makes a victorious church? A church is not even thinking about going back. A people that says, I've crossed the line. I've crossed the line. I've crossed the line. I've crossed the line. Now, Brother Davis today set the tone of this message that I'm preaching today. Amen. And some of the remarks that he made. We're living in a world that wants to take church and put the world in the, world in the church. And they got just a worldly church. But we're a church out of the world. And when people get that straight in their head, you don't even have time to wave by. You tear the rear view mirror right out of the windshield. You don't even look at, amen, I'm not looking back. I'm just looking forward. I've already had too many personal victories, blessings, financial, every way I've turned. I've ripped the mirror, rear view mirror off. I'm not worried about what's coming up behind me. I'm living and walking by faith. Clap your hands and thank the Lord together today. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I wish somebody to shout right now for joy unto the Lord for his goodness. Oh, God. We've crossed the line. Now think with me, if you don't believe I'm telling you the truth, why has religion decided to ordain perverted lifestyle people, homosexuals to, when the book said, the vile affections they would be turned over to, ungodly, sinful, amen, and then to think that they're going to lead a people to heaven? What's wrong with this world we're living in? Amen. That abortion, there's nothing wrong with all the things that is so commonly forced down our throat and to be accepted in the world we're living in. That's why we're an enemy to this world. Anytime you teach people to live right and have high morals and be true and faithful to their husband or their wife. Anytime you teach young people, do not commit fornication. Abstain from the lust of this flesh. Live right. Walk across the line up here. That 
come before the holy altar and that you have never committed fornication. Oh, a bit old-fashioned? Yeah, it's a bit old-fashioned, but it's the book. It's the book. It's the book. Thank God for the book. And now you would have to agree with me. That's the reason we've got so many problems in this world. Trying to teach them how to prevent uh, having children instead of telling them just do right. Making abortion available instead of just telling them just do right. Just do the right thing. Well, thank God for the truth of God's holy book. Amen. It's going to stand forever. Don't you love it today? Aren't you grateful for it? Don't you appreciate God's goodness and blessings? And this is what the Apostle Paul said. If they would have been mindful, they could have went back. Abraham could have went back home. Joseph could have turned around. Abel could have given up. But they were not even mindful of those things. The reason they were not, but now... They desired a better country that is a heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. Thank God for that city that the Lord has prepared for us. Amen. Thank God for linking us up. Linking us up. Linking us up. Thank God for letting us be plugged in. Amen. Plugged in. Hallelujah. When I finished the message the last time I preached from this thought, I stopped on a personal experience you have with God that links you up. When God reaches down and touches you, friend, and you know, hey, I have been called. You did not wonder in here, I'm telling you, it was the great God of heaven that pulled on the string of your heart and dealt with your spirit and led you to an old-fashioned altar where you repented of your sins. And I want to tell you, the longest day you're, you have conscious, you are to be shouting about that day. The longest day you live, you are to be glorifying God the day that you know that the hand of God reached down and snatched you up out of the world of sin. Hallelujah, delivered your heart, delivered your mind, chains away. Let the scales, as my brother said, he said, the reason I didn't want to go to church is because I had scales on my eyes. I was blind and I could not see. Somebody said, is God still healing blinded eyes? You better believe it. Everybody in this house one day was blind and God set them free. Way up in the mezzanine, why don't you clap your hands? I don't want to lose that church up there today. So we're linked up through a personal, everybody say personal, a personal experience. God dealt with you. I'm just going to quickly give you my testimony. I was a boy, five years old. And something got a hold of my heart. Something got a hold of my spirit. And I 
got under conviction. I started praying. I started crying in the living room of a little white frame house that we lived in the parking lot of the church at uh, Second and Buckeye. In that little white frame house in front of that little sofa, I was walking back and forth and God was dealing with my spirit. I went into the kitchen. It was kind of a shotgun house. I walked through the living room and there was a small dining room. Behind the dining room was a kitchen and my mother was standing at the sink washing dishes. And I said, Mother, I want to pray. And she said, okay, just a minute. Let me get through. Before she could come in there to where I was at, I went back to her again. And I said, Mother, I want to pray. She put things down then. She went in the living room and she laid her hands on me and began to pray for me. Sister Louise Haney, who lived in a shotgun house across the street, came over for some reason uh, to visit or whatever and she came in the living room and in that living room walking back and forth in front of that sofa I began to speak in other tongues uh, as the spirit gave the utterance uh, amen I'm 57 years old today let me tell you it is as vivid and as real today as it was that day that it happened You know what happened? I got linked up with God. I got linked up with God. See, you don't wonder into this. You're called into this. Amen. It, it's, not, it's not you're following some man. It's God puts his hand on your heart, Brother John Parker. It's God snatches you out of the world and says, come on. It's God that deals with the spirit of man. And that's what links us up with God to have our life forever changed. Thank God for the link, the connection that has been made in our life. Let me give you some other points today how we're linked with God. Everybody say link with God. Say it with me again. Amen. Would you wave your hand and just close your eyes and think about what you're saying now. Say it again. Amen. Linked with God. Think about being linked with God. Amen. Not some powerful government, not some bank, not some great personality. We're linked up with God. God's got his hand in our life. How does God link us up? I'm going to tell you how he does it. Personal experience. Number two, he links us up with this great doctrine everybody say great doctrine great doctrine think about it I am surprised when I hear people that have been in church for a number of years that they still sound a little bit hesitant about the doctrine of salvation I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that it's not I mean, it's clear in your mind. Everybody can see this pulpit up here. The doctrine that we're linked to, let me tell you, it is. It, it, it's, not, it, 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 it's not all jumbled up. It's not all cloudy. It's as clear as this pulpit you're looking at. 
Now, false doctrine is jumbled up, it's cloudy, it's unbelievable and unacceptable. But what we're linked to, this doctrine of the Bible, and I'm fixing to give you about four scriptures. And I hope that you, if you're having trouble, you put it down today and put it in your heart. If you're witnessing to somebody and you want to show them this glorious plan of salvation step by step, here it is. Amen. Here is Jesus Christ. You know, he, there were four writers that wrote about the life of Christ, right? Who are they? Start with me. First one, who was he? Four writers, four writers wrote about his life story. They're just very thin, few pages in this big book of the life of Jesus Christ, yet it changed this world. In those four gospels, in the first one, and that is in the Matthew, you know what Jesus did when he was on this earth? He found disciples. He went to some, he said, follow me, follow me, follow me. Tax collector, follow me. Fisherman, follow me, follow me. I'm going to make you fishermen of men. They, just like you did, just said, I felt something in that. I had an experience. You know what they had? They had an experience with God. You can't tell me that just an ordinary man walking up to an ordinary man saying, drop your nets, follow me, I'm going to make you fishers of men, that people just throw their tools away, throw their nets away, walk off, and follow Jesus. Amen. It would not happen. You know why they followed him? Because there was something that smote them in their heart, and they knew it was the right thing to follow Jesus. So, it wasn't no question. And that is a beautiful picture of what? Everybody say repentance. Amen. When you repent, it ain't no trouble. Somebody said, I had to give up, I had to quit my this, and I had to quit my that. You ain't quit nothing. Because you don't love him. Amen. Let me tell you, when Jesus hits that heart just right, you say, my, 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 the scales are gone. I'm delivered. You know what you say? You say, preach to me, preacher. There ain't nothing in this world you'll ever preach to me that'll ever back me out. There's nothing in this world that I'd ever have to lay on this altar that I won't gladly lay it on the altar because Jesus come by one day and said, hey, you, follow me. Hallelujah. When it hits you just right, amen, as a little boy, you don't, you don't worry about, my, 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 I got to give up this God, and I got to get up this gods and, gods, and gods, and gods, and gods, and gods, and you start crying over these little gods with a little G and a, and a big S on the end of it. You know, people make fun of people in India because they worship so many gods. Brother, the heathens are right here in our world. Let me tell you, their lives are full of gods, many gods they worship. 
You don't start crying over because I'm going to have to have to lay that on the altar. Amen. You don't, you don't do that. And they, the disciples that followed Jesus didn't start in saying, oh, let me see. I don't know if I want to follow him or not. I don't know if I want to quit this fishing. I don't know if I want to quit this tax collecting. I don't know if I want to quit all this. Man, they, you know what? When you've had a miraculous experience with God, it's get out of here. I've, there's never been nothing better than the church and going to the house of God and hearing the songs of Zion, hearing the mass choir sing tonight, feel the glory of the Lord come down, hear the word of God preached. Going to a prayer meeting, start my day off by eating my heavenly manna, feeling the touch from another world. Amen. God putting the anointing of God in my life, knowing that whatever I face that day, that God is bigger and greater than any problem or any situation that will ever stand before me, that God will open up the Red Sea, that God will roll back the Jordan. That's the God we serve today. And so these men were miraculously touched by God. They were linked up to God. You don't sit down and figure it all out before you start. It's like Zacchaeus that wanted to see Jesus. My goodness, when he wanted to see him and the multitude was around him, he couldn't get to him. Nobody told him, Zacchaeus, go climb a tree. But he said, I'll do anything to see Jesus. And that little man went up that sycamore tree and when Jesus come passing by he just wanted to get a glimpse of him hallelujah Jesus looked up to him at him and said come down Zacchaeus because I'm fixing to go to your house for Sunday dinner amen I'm fixing it and you know what everybody got puffed up then everybody got mad that was around and they said they don't know what kind of sinner and an outlaw and a cheat and a crook this guy is and here Jesus is going to go to his house for dinner but when God touched his heart, you know what he said? He said, repentance has got a hold of me. He said, I'll pay back fourfold everything I've ever stole. I'll straighten up my life. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to serve God. That's what the Holy Ghost does in people's life. Everybody clap your hands. Don't you love him today? And these men were touched by him and they followed him. And how many, how many apostles did he have? Everybody say 12. 12 apostles. Would you say that again? 12. Out of those 12, the chief apostle was who? Everybody say Peter. What made Peter the chief apostle? The revelation that he had he said I know thou art the Christ the son of the living God he was touched deeper in his spirit with a revelation and then you know what Jesus said back to Peter he said to Peter that thou art Peter and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it listen to this now he said Peter I give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. What key do you have, Peter? You've got the keys to the kingdom of Is that where we're all trying to go? 
here you've got the keys. Think about the keys that, that he held in his hand. The keys that Peter held. Peter, I'm going to give to you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt bind on this earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on the earth shall be loosed in heaven. Whatever you bind, whatever you lock down, is going to be locked down when they... That's the reason the world makes the joke about when you get to heaven, you're going to meet old St. Peter at the gate because Peter is the gatekeeper, the man that's got the keys to the kingdom was Peter. And that's the reason it makes the plan of salvation so simple. When Jesus ascended back into this heaven and he poured out his spirit upon his 12 apostles and another and a total of 120 and said, Mary, the mother of Jesus was in that room. Then when the multitude came to the apostles and they said, the Bible said when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. And they said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Peter the chief, another 11 apostles, men and brethren, four, three, four words here. What shall we do? Now I'm going to tell you, who is confused about Bible salvation? How on earth could you be blind to something so simple? The man that had the keys to the kingdom of, everybody say heaven, and Jesus told him whatever you bind and whatever you loose, that's the way it's going to be. And when they came to Peter and said, what should we do? First time it had ever been asked. Would you be interested in knowing what he said for them to do, the man that had the keys? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then we know it didn't stop because listen to the next scripture. For the promise is unto you, talking about the Holy Ghost, and to your children and to all that are far off, talking about the people in North Little Rock, Arkansas. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Everybody say call. And the scripture said then, they that gladly received the word were baptized the same day and they were added unto them about 3,000 souls that day that got the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Where did he lose, use the keys? I'll tell you what he did. He used the keys to bind on earth. He bound the Jews to this plan and he used the keys to loosen the Samaritans and the Gentiles that couldn't even get in the church. Amen. And thank God that's where we're at today because he had the keys to the kingdom and he said this promise is going to be unto you and to your children and all them that are far off and even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Thank God. You know what's the wonderful thing about? is when God calls you out of this sinful world into this marvelous living and this marvelous life. Hallelujah. Clap your hands to the Lord. Thank him for the call of God upon you today. Oh, 
we bless your name, God, we bless your name. Who is it today that would be confused about Bible salvation? Brother Holmes, I heard somebody say, accept the Lord as your personal Savior. Just believe in your thought, in your mind. You know what they're trying to teach you? They're trying to teach you the concept of the power of positive thinking. Sure, it can do some good for you, but it can't. It can't do surgery on a heart. I'm talking about something that takes the old man's heart out and takes a new heart and transplants a new heart in you and a new way of walking, a new way of talking, a new way of thinking, a new way of living. That's what God does. And he has linked us up. We're linked up what by? This great doctrine. This great salvation. We're not in darkness today. We're not wondering and thinking, I don't know for sure. I don't know what is right and what is wrong. I'm here to tell you, we know absolutely without a shadow of a doubt the plan of salvation, of repenting and being baptized in Jesus' name and receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost will eternally hook you up and link you in to that wonderful place called heaven. Why? Because the man that had the keys told us what to do. It's not Pentecostal doctrine. It's not something we invented around here. It's the blessed, beautiful Word of God. Thank God for the transforming power of God's eternal Holy Word that has changed our life. So when somebody comes to you and starts saying, all you need to do is believe in your heart, and all you need to do is come forward and shake the preacher's hand and join the church. And it's not even important that you would even get baptized when Jesus Christ himself was baptized. My, 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 my. I mean, who's greater than Jesus? You're talking about the fallacy of this religious world. I mean, you're talking about in your face, false doctrine. There's none no greater than when Jesus went down by John that was baptized. Amen. And then the, the disciples that were baptized. And the house of Carnelius was baptized. And then those disciples of John, I'll tell you how important, he rebaptized them. They had been baptized already one time into John's baptism. And Paul said, come on here. Hey Amen. There's a Jesus that's come. There's a man by the name of Peter that's got the keys. And Peter has spoke the word, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Hey Amen. And the Bible said he took them to those disciples. And what did he do? He re baptized them. Amen. And the Bible tells us how he rebaptized them. He baptized them in the name of Jesus. He laid his hand on them and the Holy Ghost came on them and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Thank God for the miracle and thank God today that we can be linked up with this glorious, beautiful salvation 
that God has given us today. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. And lift up your voices of thanksgiving today. Would you pray with me right now? Oh, that the heart that God has dealt with in this house will just do what I did when I was five and just simply say, yes, Lord, I will follow you. Join up with a prayer warrior, church. This is a very important time. If you don't have to move, please don't move right now. But let God deal with all of our spirits in this house. Let God speak to our hearts all over this building. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, prayer warriors, just lift up your voices unto God. Let the let the old oh, scales fall from some precious soul's eyes today. Let them see the truth of the Bible. Lord, I believe you. That's the way, prayer warriors, you're helping me right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, let's just have a prayer meeting here together for a little bit. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> oh, we bless your name, Lord. We bless your name, Lord. Hallelujah. You did it a while ago. Let's do it again together. Reach across the aisle. Move out of your little circle of comfort and friends and family. Come on, in Jesus' name. Oh, we thank you for this glorious message. Singers, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. We bless your name. We bless your name. Oh, just simply say, yes, Lord, here I am. I surrender all, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy and grace. Thank you, Jesus, for your help and power. Come on, hold on to what we're feeling right now. Let God do a work in this house in every heart. In Jesus' name. Thank you today for this beautiful salvation. Thank you today for this. Somebody needs to come forward and say, Lord, amen, I want to walk with you. Lord, I want to be baptized in your name. Lord, I want to repent of my sins. I don't want to be a friend to the world and enemy to God. But I want to have the friendship of God. God. Come on, all over this building, up in the mezzanine. Mezzanine, you're a part of the church. Amen. Join in with us. Come on, let God do a work in your hearts all over this building today. God, I believe. How I surrender all. Yes, yes, God. Hallelujah. Keep praying, church. Just lift up your voices. You that God is dealing with, come down here and meet me at this front. You that God's talking to your spirit, you can have the Holy Ghost today. You can find deliverance today in God. You can find a true Bible plan of salvation. Oh, yes, God.
Say.